welcome to the Snapshots Made Yesterday podcast, a podcast for tomorrow. I'm Justin, and I'm here to talk about those memories for tomorrow. Hello, everybody. It's the last episode of January 2021. We've made it to the end of January. I don't know how, but we did. And today, I'm joined by none other than the uncorked librarian herself, the queen of the charcuterie boards, Christine. Hello, Christine. Hey there. That is so true. <laughs> We're working on our charcuterie game. <laughs> if you if you don't follow Christine and her charcuterie adventures, um, you're missing out because they're like a work of art, and I, I've it's just fun. I, I don't know. So what happened in the past month that has made the charcuterie? game like start i mean it's it's crazy because we were doing it and I, I think everybody was at the same time for us well when it was my mother got us a charcuterie board for <laughs> christmas <laughs> so that really like put the pressure on to up it, our game because before that we were just using plates and you know knickknacks lying around and whatever we had and it looked kind of sad so that's why it's prettier now but i also think just for everyone else this pandemic like if you're sick of cooking and you're not going out to eat then it's just another option besides getting takeout so you can just throw together what you have in your refrigerator super fast and make it look pretty on a board and have snack night and that's something we look forward to instead of going out to eat which I think we're going to have trouble with this year too. So now we do snack night and movies and just gorge away on our charcuterie oh, board. Man. It's just funny because charcuterie boards, you can't just throw them together. They have to be a work of art. Like I, I, <laughs> you can't just eat them and it all just be all over the place. So that's, I think my wife spent like more, more time <laughs> making sure it looked good before we ate it. <laughs> I just it's kept laughing. Like, but my son was making, I don't know if you saw it, my son was making his own. He had his own little little platter over there where he was putting it. And he was very, very particular about where they were going and how it was going to look. It, it was just, it was funny. But that was a whole, it was a, it ended up being an unexpected family thing, you know. So that was neat. So Christine has been on, uh, I think, I don't know, you were on, I didn't look like episode five or something last year. So we're coming up on a year. Woohoo! You've got this whole uh, reading challenge that you do. So I wanted to ask you, looking back, so, since we're talking about those little snapshots made yesterday, how did all of that go for you last year? Um, any ex unexpected things or because the, you know, the pandemic hit and everybody was home more? So how did the how'd your how'd your reading challenge go for 2020? It was fantastic. I actually so that was our first one ever with the Uncorked Librarian, and I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> which is <laughs> most of what I do is the Uncorked Librarian. Right. And I think I even threw it together a little bit last minute, and we had one theme a month related to books, booze, and travel. And the pandemic hit and it was like in the summer, I want to say that I had some of my themes like, where do you want to go this year? Read a book there. And you know, your dream destination and your bucket list destinations. So that was a little trickier and probably not the most motivating uh, for people. <laughs> 
But overall, you know, we did pretty good. Uh, Midway through the year, we decided to open Uncorked Readers, which is our Facebook group. And what happened was I had been doing, there's one big reading challenge up on the website with the 12 themes for the month. And then I had been breaking them down by month and putting up a blog post for, you know, January 2020's theme with book suggestions. And that was like where your discussion forum was. And it wasn't really getting the engagement that I wanted and I couldn't figure out why. So I Google polled my readers and they just said that for them, that wasn't the most effective place. They didn't feel comfortable there. It was just not where they wanted to be, but they did want a Facebook group. So I formed Uncorked Readers and I thought, I don't think anyone's going to join this group because I don't know, it's a Facebook group. (laughs) I think we're all in like a gazillion Facebook groups and, you know, it's Facebook itself and (laughs) a lot of Facebook going on and, you know, all of the politics behind that. But it ended up being a really good, you know, project and forum for our reading challenge. And this year that group has just exploded. I didn't utilize it as best I could last year because it kind of did come in in the middle of the year and everyone you know, wasn't aware that it was happening and people kind of gave up <laughs> with the reading challenge a little bit, you know, as the year got harder and everyone was online and had more concerns, like their children's online schooling versus doing a reading challenge. Right. You know, we were all adjusting to that period and <laughs> home. So we came back strong this year and it was an even better challenge this year because while I was polling about, you know, where can we have these discussions, people were like, well, these are the themes we want next year. So my reading challengers from last year helped pick the themes for this year. And so they're, they're more engaged. It's what, you know, everyone wanted to do and voted on and picked. And we have a fresh new group of people coming in, you know, in January, everyone sets their goals and they're super motivated to read and do all these new things. And so it's just kind of exploded into this massive group with really high engagement. And I just, I love everybody in it and the books that they post, they share different ideas. And, you know, I read a lot of books, but I'm, you know, don't read every single book. Mm -hmm. So now it gives people the opportunity to share things that I'm not reading and they have an even bigger selection to pick from. That's really cool. It's and I know you know this, but I'm going to confess it anyway. I do not belong to the Facebook group, uh, so don't hold it against me. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I mean, I follow along with with you on on social media, and it's been really interesting to see and fun to see mm-hmm. the growth that you have had, because I can tell people are are getting invested um, that. You had the idea. I mean, now this is just me, so you had, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But you had the idea, and you had the basis of it, and you were going with it. But you, you listened to those people that were invested in it, mm-hmm. and that is really cool. That that you've you have the community that's coming around, going, "Hey, what about this? What if we try this?" And that's so. I and I always look for them, like, okay. What kind of book is coming up? And I'm always watching and going, okay, let me see if I'm going to, if this is, I'm going to buy this one maybe, or I'll try something. Uh, So, but I also, I always, I don't know, you, you do a good job of holding people accountable that you have no idea that you're holding accountable. (laughs) I I don't know if that makes any sense to you at all, but so uh, for me, I'm all, you are a constant reminder that 
I need to read. I just need to read. And I, here I am. I'm, <laughs> I have read more in the past year. If I told you the number of books, you'd probably slap me. But I've read more in the past year than I have in, I don't know, I bet 10 years. Um, That's exciting, though, because one woman today actually in the Facebook group said that she had taken four years off from reading. Just she was in a slump. She, you know, had stuff going on in her life and she saw the Uncorch uh, reading challenge as an opportunity to kind of get back into reading. And it was manageable because it was only one book a month. And then you could do more, but you didn't have to. And I think that's the best way. I think people fight for time and motivation and focus to read. And so I always wanted a very manageable reading challenge. And it was also like, if you don't read this month, it's okay. You know, it, you do what you can, but at least you're still in that community. You can participate in many different ways. So I'm really grateful that people are getting back into reading and, and it is holding people accountable, but in a fun way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's nothing, uh, I, cause I always attribute it to my schooling. You could say when we were forced quote unquote mm-hmm. to read a book and I had to read a book in a week. You know, or like in college. All right, well, you got to have the twenty-five chapters done by tomorrow. Uh, I have two hours to read. Oh my god! And that always made it. You know, I didn't enjoy it, and I think mm-hmm. that's always stuck with me. Is that uh, that if I start reading something, then I, you know, uh, I have to get it done soon. But I don't have to. I mean, I, you know, I can read it on my own time anyway. So. It's just, you do a good job, and I commend you for that. Um, And I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite book, if you could pick one, that you read last year of all of them? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So, terrible. I did a um, best of last year for the new releases, and I picked 35 and people are like, you read 35 books. I'm like, I read like probably I don't know, 70 to hundred new releases last year. Uh, yeah, Just, I'm a book blogger. So this is also like my full-time uh, gig, but on that list, I would say um, out of all those, one of them was a nonfiction book called the beauty and breaking by Michelle Harper. And she is a black ER doctor and she writes about, sort of that there is beauty in breaking. And she was going through all of these difficult times in her life. And, you know, she's a physician and she's dealing with racism in the workforce as well as sexism and not getting promoted. And she's starting to do yoga and she kind of does like, you know, the spiritual side versus the medical side that I really love. And everything she wrote was just super poignant and Overall, I I just love she looks at her patients and kind of sees the world through their eyes and they come from different backgrounds, you know, financially and just different circumstances of what's going on and just uses that to make this beautiful memoir. So for nonfiction, that was probably one of my top ones. And then in fiction, there was, there was quite a few. I loved A Burning, and that was political fiction set in India. And it was sort of, it had LGBTQ plus, um, you know, notes to it and a little bit about poverty and socioeconomics. And it was just power dynamics of three people that sort of traded each other in to come out on top and in order to survive. And that was 
an interesting novel. Wow. Uh, I loved also The Death of Vivek Oji, and that's a book set in Nigeria, and it was fictional, and it was just about identity and family, and it starts with the actual death of uh, this person named Vivek Oji and how he ended up dead on his parents' doorstep. And it's just a beautiful story about community and love. And it's a little bit more intense. I don't know. And I, I feel like all of the books I loved last year were super intense, which is weird <laughs> because it was an intense year. So you didn't really like, I also found myself reading a little more mystery and, you know, other stuff to like get me out like rom-coms I really came into last year. Uh-huh. But out of the ones that stuck with me and made me think a lot, those were the new releases of 2020 that I loved. Neat. And I, and also, I I like, I know our styles, uh, and I mean, I know you and I do not know each other, like, by any means, mm-hmm. other than what we see online. But I like, I've always liked that our styles are different, because um, that makes it more interesting, because mm-hmm. there, are, there are, like, books that I probably wouldn't read, but I get to, see, I, I then get to find out about them because of you. And I I enjoy that. So I don't know if I had ever told you I am I probably prefer biographies or memoirs. Yes. Like that's <laughs> my that's my thing. So I read um I read Julie Andrews' second memoir, uh, homework about her Hollywood years and loved it. But Probably the one that I enjoyed the most is going to be Alex Trebek's memoir that he had written. I don't have you read that one yet? I haven't. No, but I would love to. It's uh, and and of course, and I mean, I had it before. You know, it it came out. I think it was like in March of last year, and of course, he passed away. It was in December, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it was, it was just so cool. And inspiring to read mm-hmm. like where he he started and worked his way up to this and then kind of fell into the fame that he had, you know, and that was ju- it's just fascinating. But he has so many um, inspirational and motivational moments in his that he'll kind of get from a story or from something that happened to him while he was doing one of the episodes of Jeopardy. And I so if I had to pick, I'd probably pick that book. And it's not because he passed, mm-hmm. although that's sad. But I, there, I, I got a lot out of that. It was very interesting. So, yeah, I recommend that one. Um, I wrote down that. What'd you say? The death of what was Vivek Og. Vivek Og. I'm gonna have to look into that one. I, I would tell you the author's name, but a lot of them I just don't want to mispronounce. Oh no, you're fine. I can, and I know it's on. I, I can find it either with you or on your website. Uh, mm-hmm. Be able to do that. And the other one that I started, it's an older one, um, but it's about uh, Groucho Marx. Oh. And I've started that one, so I, I yeah, it's just, um, it's fun. But I'm challenging myself because I I'm I'm like. I know Christine would say, Justin, read. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, that's my challenge is to get uh, just to continue reading, to continue reading uh, and and start on start on the new year with it. So now mm-hmm. with 2021, what mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, you know, you that that group is expanding. Mm-hmm. So how is what are you looking forward to this year with all this, of that? This year, there's a lot going on, and I'm I'm excited for a lot. We're also so with our group and our reading challenge because of those annoying ads on my website <laughs> that I actually um, it makes a nice little income for us, and so I'm doing more giveaways in the group this year. And I'm just, you know, for next month, for example, we're doing contemporary, contemporary black authors. And so pretty soon I'm going to do a giveaway for either Trevor Noah's Born a Crime, Michelle Obama's Becoming, or Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. And so I just, I'm looking forward to the opportunity of giving more back to my community for all that they've given me. I also just did a giveaway for Jennifer Ann Shore's indie novel. She had In the Now, it's a rom-com come out. And it was just like a dollar or two on Kindle, but I I just wanted to be able to introduce those readers to an indie author. And so I gave away 10 copies of that novel. And I'm hoping to do one or two every month. We're currently running a giveaway also on Instagram with another book blogger, Beyond the Bookends. And that's two of the books I actually talked about. Uh, well, one of them, A Burning, and then Kevin Kwan's Sex and Vanity, along with one of those uh, travel scratch-off maps. So in the giveaway area, that's, you know, I'm just looking forward to having people be able to read different books, diverse books, and then just have access to more books. Yeah. And then this quarter for the winter, we are going to do a group read. We did one last fall, and it was Lisa Jewell's uh, The Family Upstairs, which was kind of like cult fiction set in, I want to say, England, and it was a thriller. And we voted on, you know, five or six books. They picked Lisa Jewell's then, and we're doing the 10,000 Doors of January for the winter. And that was the runner-up from last season. And so what we'll do is just kind of have a brief and casual discussion in the Facebook group for that. My other big exciting adventure, which I'm not fully announcing until I sign a contract, but I might be taking the Uncorked Librarian off of the website and doing some in-person programming related to bookish stuff and working with some of the businesses around Western North Carolina for that. And I'm hoping to announce that in the next couple of weeks. And so that will bring books and myself to people in person, Wow! which, yeah, which is thrilling. And it's just like a whole nother level of the Uncorked Librarian that I'm looking forward to on top of keeping up diverse uh, books set around the world. That's really cool. And I, uh, if you are not familiar with Christine and the Uncorked Librarian, her her journey, I don't know. Like, I jumped on following you. I don't remember. I think it was like this time last year, maybe. It hadn't mm-hmm. been very long. And it's been a fun journey. And mm-hmm. Christine's very, uh, very supportive of small businesses um, in her area, but but everywhere, too. And always promoting. And that's, I love that. I think that's, it's just great. So now that, if that hopefully will continue mm-hmm. to grow, that's that's going to be great for the community. That's Absolutely. Really Absolutely. And it's just, for the Uncorked Librarian, you know, we're doing, I'm hoping to do more book lists that are translated literature, indie authors, and again, with the, the theme of books set around the world. So that will kind of bring 
lesser known authors and literature to our readers. And then I still do Uncorked Asheville as my other website. So I've just really been trying to fill that website with content, especially during the pandemic. And I did, you know, a couple lists like takeout, the best takeout in Asheville to let people know what services they can use for takeout, like certain apps that are local to us and businesses that are doing takeout right now. And that way, those businesses that are struggling, at least will have, you know, some eyes on them and people will hopefully order to keep them running until things kick back into the normal life that we're all hoping we'll see in 2021. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boy, what, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I can eat without a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't figured that one out. I'm not sure how I can never get the food in my mouth. So I always struggle. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's really cool uh the the with the book challenges now i've got it pulled up uh the reading challenges of 2021 so correct me i mean if i get any of these wrong so what christine has is for january is truth bomb nonfiction book uh for february is a book by a contemporary black author march is historical fiction novel featuring inspiring women april's book set on a train ooh that one sounds really cool Mm-hmm. May, book set in India. June is a book with a beverage in the title. July is a book set on an island. August is a book translated from Spanish. September is banned book from the 21st century. That's a good one. Uh, October, crime, true crime novel. And then November, book inspired by Norse mythology. And in December, multicultural rom-com. That mm-hmm. there's some really cool um I may have to start joining in on some of these. Like that book set on a train sounds pretty good. Pretty good. I'm gonna have to do that. I like I I it's just neat. And I like the challenge. So I am I am warming up to a book challenge. I am warming up to a book <laughs> challenge. <laughs> I'm not I, I if anybody that knows me knows I love books. Because just look at how many of them that I own. Uh, but don't ask me of them how many I have read. Just don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, that's uh, there's a lot to look forward to uh, with what you've got going on. I really like it, and I I commend you for what you are doing for your community uh, down and about. And I know I don't live around in Asheville, but you've brought to light a lot of uh like businesses and stuff that I didn't know anything about and that I'm like okay when I'm down in Asheville I got to go to these places so you're doing a great job <laughs> thank you we're still exploring too like that's the best part about being a travel writer for Asheville is we get to go see all these new places and experiences. And we really search deep because we want to make sure, you know, when I do a list, I don't, I don't want it to be every restaurant on, you know, every restaurant on this list. I want it to be what we consider to be the best as locals. Like I want it to be a special list that we've curated. Right. So it kind of just gets us out there exploring and experiencing. And I just hope that things, you know, continue to do okay and stay open and survive until this pandemic is over. 
And then, yeah, in full force ahead. Once it's, mm-hmm. I still, I think once, yeah. once everything is open and safe, you know, safe, safe, safe mm-hmm. to travel, uh, it's going to explode. That's what I think. I think everybody that has been hunkered down for a while is going <laughs> to be flying out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I think the travel industry is predicting as well. Everyone, once they get vaccinated and it, it's going to be just time to go, we're going to be the same way. Like, where do you want to go? <laughs> Let's do it. Get me out of here. Yeah. It'll be a good time to be a pet sitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, this is if you don't like I said, if you don't follow Christine, you have to follow Christine because she she has the the bears. Now, the bears are gone. Um, right. Until let's see, when did they come out last year? March, April? Probably. And this year, our our trees that produce acorns did not produce acorns. So we weren't like the brightest street in the, ah. you know, house the street or in the neighborhood anymore. Like our street was pretty quiet. We had we have a, a ring doorbell. So we caught the bear sneaking by, but they didn't chill in our front yard like last year because there was, you know, we just didn't have the candy they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> I just realized that that they hadn't. In the spring last year, they were going bananas in mm-hmm. the in the front yard there, and I know your cats love them, so they just have a blast <laughs> watching. <laughs> uh, if if you want to follow along with with Christine or join uh, join the the reading challenge, make sure you check her out the the uncorkedlibrarian dot com, and then what's the is it just uncorkedashville dot com? Yes, yes. Okay, uncorkedashville, and then of course. Make sure that you follow her on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that good old thing that I have no idea what it is, Pinterest. <laughs> uh, I do not. I I don't know. I I suppose it's good, but I don't use it. So I I hope Pinterest is not listening to me right now, because I don't want to be. I don't want a letter to be written to me. <laughs> I mean, if you want to up your charcuterie game, Pinterest is where it's well, at. <laughs> I now you have a good point there. I'm going to leave that to my wife. Maybe that's where it's all coming from. I'm not sure. <laughs> all right, Christine. Before we go, I have these these pod decks, little uh, cards with questions on them. And I thought, who better to st- <laughs> to do this for the first time with than Christine? Because uh, she can't choke me. She can't slap me or anything because she's far away. So we'll see what happens. So this deck is called Would You Rather? So we'll just have fun with, with these and, and okay. see what happens. And hopefully get a little laugh or something. We'll see. So this first one. Would you rather uh, be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you sleep? Probably my just my dreams. I don't remember them usually. I would have to go with dreams because I, mm-hmm. yeah, the, sometimes I'll remember a little bit and I'm like, what was that? What mm-hmm. did I say? I had this really cool dream when I was a kid that I was in some Batman movie and mm-hmm. it was probably just the regular Batman movie, but I've always wanted to know what all happened in that dream. <laughs> well, and if you record them, then you can have someone like psychoanalyze them for you, oh, I would think. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe I'm you're on to something. Hmm. Uh would you rather wear a monitor that beeps 
when you are lying or beeps when you're attracted to someone. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I'm going right through all of these. Let's see. Probably when I'm lying, though, honestly, because I don't. This That's the problem. I'm from New England. I'm very direct. And people like my bosses always knew, like, I don't usually lie. So it, sometimes it makes me like not the nicest person. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd be okay if it beeps when I lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that, uh, boy, wouldn't that be something like when you're going to a party and you're like, Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Well, like do the people around you know why it's beeping too? Oh. Like, they like, know it's because I'm lying or because they're attractive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, or they might just think like my, I'm having like a little heart palpitation for no reason. Or, I don't know. <laughs> they know the meaning behind it <laughs> or is it yeah is it just you that that hears the beeping that's the there's a oh, question there uh okay would you rather have your face printed on money or your own small town named in your honor oh definitely my own small town <laughs> and uh, now would it be named christine or would it be named the uncorked librarian Oh, that's interesting. I would I would think the Uncorked Librarian, because there's a gazillion Christines. Yeah. And if they're going to name a town after me, I must have done something amazing. There you go. So I, I don't want any confusion about who <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, all right, we'll do two more. Let's see. Okay. okay. Would you rather have your jaws wired shut for a month, drinking only out of a straw, or wear an eye patch for a year? As, well, since I can drink from a straw, that means I can still have my wine and beer and cocktail. <laughs> so I guess I guess I could I could handle a month. That that's doable. There you go. Uh, but you can't have your charcuterie board. That's true. I mean, I, we could puree it up. <laughs> <laughs> Do some jams. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> well, you might make millions if you figure out how to do it, though. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll it'll sell charcuterie charcuterie in a bottle. <laughs> exactly exactly just give me some iv charcuterie or something too <laughs> yeah. uh last question with christine the uncorked librarian would you rather face a fork in the road or be forced to pick between three doors so considering that we got lost hiking this year <laughs> i think i'll take the three doors because at least like <laughs> It, it, there's likely something behind the doors that, I mean, it could kill me, but hopefully like one's like a kitchen, <laughs> a bathroom <laughs> versus like going down the wrong road and walking for six miles into the Pisgah National Forest and getting rescued. <laughs> so we'll go with the doors. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I remember you telling, talking about that one. That was, uh, boy, that was something. Thank God for that. I forgot. What was his name? <laughs> Gary. Gary with the bloodhounds. <laughs> That came by, my goodness. Yeah, that was something else. That's a that when you write your memoir one day, <laughs> you have to you have to include that one. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, well, Christine, thank you so much for for joining me and coming back on. Uh, it, it was a pleasure last time. A pleasure to have you this time. And uh, I just love I love what you do. I love uh, the support that you give the community that you built. And I wanted to tell you that. 
Aw, thank you. So thank you so much for coming on. And uh, be sure, if you are a reader, or even if you aren't a reader, that you check out Christine and the UncorkedLibrarian.com. Connect with me on Twitter at SnapshotsMade, on Instagram and Facebook at SnapshotsMadeYesterday. And if you or someone you know wants to be on the podcast, let me know that as well. Until next time, remember, those snapshots made yesterday are the memories for tomorrow. Thanks for listening.